0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Be Your Own Manager, the career and entrepreneurship podcast for classical musicians. My name is Bernhard Keres and I'm very happy to spend a couple of minutes together with you. Today, I invite you for an excursion into zoology. My question to you is, are you a groundhog, an ostrich or a penguin? Groundhog, ostrich, or a penguin? That question comes back to the situation we are still in, and we will be in for some time. Our corona crisis, or COVID-19 crisis, whatever you want to know uh, tell, name it, the crisis of a pandemic which has changed our lives over the last couple of months significantly. We do not know how long That will go on. We will know that at some point it hopefully will end. And it might be weeks, months or even longer. We don't know. There's a lot of insecurity when we can return to the stages again, when we can make concerts and opera performances for all the people who love to come and listen to us. There's no way to tell that. But there's a way how we can react to that. And over the last couple of weeks, I spoke to so many musicians and they told me how they felt. And they also told me what their teachers said or their colleagues or their mentors and so on. And so I came up with my little excursion into zoology. They are groundhogs, there are ostriches and there are penguins. All fantastic animals. So, the groundhog, many of you might remember, is that animal in winter when it gets cold, it just actually goes under the earth and sleeps it off. The ostrich, when attacked, actually puts its head into the sand, ignoring what's coming. And the penguin, well... I'll come to that. Now, some musicians out there are currently groundhogs. And that's actually also what their teachers tell them. That's also what their mentors tell them. Saying, you know, you can't do much, so sleep it off. And when the sun comes out and everything is good again, you'll come out and you'll shine. Well, my friends, I don't think that's happening. And I don't think it's a good advice to say, oh, just wait it out. For many reasons. The first reason is you personally. Spending months and months doing nothing or doing things, just hoping that something will land and something will gen- change really quickly, is really frustrating. Because you send out proposals, you practice, you do a new program, and all for nothing. It all comes back saying, sorry, not now, if it comes back at all. So it's deeply frustrating to do that. The next one is the ostrich, kind of putting their head into the sand until the danger has blown over. Assuming that When they take their head out of the sand, the world will be okay again, and it will be just the same as before. Well, it doesn't need to take an excursion into Greek philosophy that the world is never the same as before. You might remember the principle of Pantoré, everything is moving. And that's very true for our world, everything is moving. So, What was now is already in the past. What just started now is already the present and already the past again. Everything is moving. And the classical music world will be moving on after that crisis. It will be different, it won't be the same. I can promise you that. Because so many circumstances have changed. We will see... Unfortunately, orchestras are so closing down, concert halls, opera houses closing down or reducing their programs because they don't have the funding anymore. We will see agents closing as we have already seen. We will see probably patrons and sponsors withdrawing from giving money to the arts because they need to survive themselves economically. So the world will be different. But the one constant I can promise you is that people want to hear classical music, especially live classical music. When I speak to friends of mine, some of them go to concerts twice a year or three times a year. Some are regular concert goers like myself. Everyone tells me, without actually being asked, saying, I can't wait until I can hear live music again. Because the live music experience is so unique. It is so special. Not the best digital apps and hardware can make that possible. Just think back for a second. Think when you sat in a concert and listened to somebody you really admire, together with a couple of hundred, if not a couple of thousand people, in the same room. Do you know that there are actually studies which have proven that when you listen to music together in a room, that your heart frequency actually synchronizes, as well as your breathing? So can you imagine that Almost 2,000 people or so have the same heart frequency and probably the same breathing frequency. Isn't that amazing? We have no clue what it does to the psyche. But there are hypotheses out there that this is one of the greatest feeling we can have. We feel unison with so many other people. We feel in harmony with them. We feel in synchronization with them. That gives us a very deep feeling of happiness and safety and security. Really basic feelings which are so important for us. So people will return to classical music life. I promise you that. And I can't wait for that. But don't be an ostrich. And think that everything will be the same as before when COVID-19 has blown over us. It won't. And I see that as a big, big chance, as I've talked about very often on that podcast. Because it enables us and you and your friends and your colleagues to create classical music events, concerts, events, anything you can think of in a way which is relevant to the 21st century which is relevant to the people from today. And it's not kind of following the museum concerts of 150 years ago. So, don't be an ostrich. Now, let's talk a bit about the penguins. I mean, I'm not really big in biology, I must admit. Yeah, so, I did just a tiny little bit of research and thought, what are the animals which are really resilient which are fantastic in very different circumstances. And up came the emperor penguin. And I thought, that's fitting. An emperor penguin stands in the coldest weather, in the snowstorms. They go into the ice-cold water and fish. But they also have fun and they slide and they're in the ice. They are in temperatures where almost no other animal actually could survive. And when they stand up, Somehow they look like a musician in tails. So I thought that's fitting. So one of the important points about being a penguin is not only being resilient and believing in the future of classical music. It also means adopting, changing, and as we talk actually in the entrepreneurship language of pivoting. Pivoting means that you have a core business idea, which is definitely good, but you did change or adapt the business model sometimes really massively. Now, I read a book probably 20 years ago, unfortunately, quite a long time ago, which was written by a great guy, Ari de Hoers, who was a Shell executive, and it was called The Living Company. And he did a lot of research into the companies which have been around the longest. So what makes a company being around for more than a hundred years? Interesting research. What he came up with was on the one hand to resilience and also being careful financially, having always kind of some money under the pillow for the bad and the rainy days. But he also made it very clear that pivoting was actually one of the most important points. Which didn't mean that you completely leave what you have done. So roll that shell will not start producing chocolate. But they have become a very strong force also in alternative energies. And interesting enough, when we do look at research about startups... First of all, I think it's 70% of the startups or so fail within the first year. And then the question is, what makes startups stay longer and eventually become successful? And again, it comes up is sticking to what you're doing, having a narrow focus on what you're doing, having a drive to the market, having a drive to understand customers, how to make money, and so on. So resilience is one of the most important points. Staying on topic, not giving up. The second one, focus. And the third one is pivoting. Now, what does that actually mean for classical musicians like you out there? First of all, I want to make clear once again, that what you're doing is immensely important for all of us, not only for professional concert goers like myself, but for society at large. And there's enough studies about that, the impact of classical music on the brain, on society, on development, and, 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 and. So I don't need to go in there. You just need to realize what you're doing as a musician is extremely important for society. So stay in there, hang in there, even though I know it is sometimes and especially currently really challenging because you need to pay your rent, you need to pay your food and all that. And if you don't get any money in, it's really difficult. But stay resilient, stay on there. The second thing is the focus. There's definitely the focus on the quality of classical music. The quality of the music making you do, there's no question about it. But there should be also a focus on how you actually can get that music, deliver that music to people. So having two different kind of focus which come together somehow. And the last part is pivoting. And I talked in my last podcast very much and encouraged you to actually experiment, to try things out. Because pivoting is exactly that. It is taking a great product and turning it around and playing around with it. So take your great music and try things out. Try out how you can bring it to people. How people can receive it even in these difficult times. Try out how different concert formats or opera formats could actually look like. Look at people and musicians and colleagues who do something which is out of the ordinary, who not just show up at 7 o'clock for a concert, perform the concert and go home again. Look at what these people are doing. If you can, actually talk to them. Call them up. Contact them on social media. Say, hey, it's great what you're doing. I would love to get a bit of your experience. Encourage them and learn from them so that you actually can pivot. So closing for today, I talked about three animals. The groundhog, who goes to sleep and hopes when he wakes up, the world will be back to normal. It won't. Don't be a groundhog. Secondly, the ostrich, putting its head into the sand, believing that whenever they put their head out of the sand again, the world will be just as it was before. It won't, I can tell you that. And the third one are the emperor penguins, who are able to survive in the coldest climates one can imagine under some of the most difficult circumstances one can imagine. Be a penguin. You can survive and you can make an important part for classical music in the 21st century so get together also with your colleagues and your friends. You know, penguins always are in a flock together. Get together and be the change of classical music we need and society needs. I hope I could encourage you a bit to take a different viewpoint on the situation we're all in. And I do hope that I could encourage you to, t- to be a penguin and not a groundhog or an ostrich. I hope to see you again and have you again back in a week's time or so. By the way, we just launched another bom base course starting on March 2nd. Check it out on our webpage, com, and please register early because the courses somehow get full really quickly and it's still... COVID-19 pricing, so it's a kind of pay-as-you-go scheme, pay-as-you-can scheme, and look at it. Perhaps it's something for you. I would love to have you in class. So go out there, make great music, and please share it with us, including myself. And if you came up with something which you think, Bernhard, you need to see that, do share it with me. You reach me on social media or via email, you know how to reach me, please do that. Thanks so much for listening. And I do hope that you have a good week. Thanks so much. Till soon.